Good morning. Now you should be charged up, ready to go. Um, we are starting a message series today, and we're looking at how to stand your ground under the enemy's attack. We, we have, when, whenever you set out to do good, whenever you set out to please God, when you want to live for Him, when you want, you want to accomplish His purpose, uh, then you have opposition, you and I. We, we face opposition. And we're going to look in this series at the specific schemes that the accuser, the devil, that's what the devil means, devil means accuser. So we heard some of the accusations that come over and over again in our minds. And we're going to look at some of the schemes that he uses to bring us down. There's a saying that's, that goes, the devil is in the details. And like many sayings, if you don't stop to think about what it means exactly, then you don't realize what it means. But here's the idea behind that saying. It's very true. It's, it, it's that when we have a dream or a grandiose plan or a big idea of what we want to do, we have major intentions. The problems show up not in the dreaming, not in the the blue sky conversations that we have, not in the, the forming the ideas or brainstorming the ideas. The real problems show up as you try to take the steps to put those plans into action. The devil's in the details. That's, that's true uh, of, of a marriage. You know, we, we, want, we have the picture of what we want marriage to be. But boy, the devil's in the details of actually making the right choices in the way we talk to one another. Same with parenting, same with friendship, building a career. Boy, we, we know the career that we want to have, but ah, in the details, we just like to clock the boss sometimes, you know. We'd really just, oh, you know, I could have a great career if I get a different boss or if I could be on a different team. So we, we, that's where the, the problem shows up, and that's where the devil shows up. That's where the details Take us down. This is never more true than when it comes to advancing God's kingdom. It's, as you set yourself to follow him, he, God gives you a big plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. And he wants you to really have a saga. Uh, he wants you to live out a story of faith and faithfulness, his faithfulness as he comes through when you stretch to do what God's called you to do. And, and that's when we find the opposition. He wants to use your family life. He wants to use your career. He wants to use you and who you are to really advance his purpose in the world. And, and that's when we find opposition because somebody is messing with us. We mess up because sometimes... Because somebody's messing with us. We have our own stuff going on, but we have a spiritual enemy who's trying to take us down. He doesn't want us to enjoy the blessing of doing life God's way. He doesn't want our marriages, our families, our, our kids. He doesn't want our, our friendships, our careers. He doesn't want them to go the way that, he, that, the, that God would lead them to go. And so he steps in to ruin these things. 
He comes against us with schemes and attacks, and that's what we're going to look at in this series. There's an added dimension to all of our struggles that we don't naturally consider. The devil is scheming to defeat us. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that when you can take so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Here's some things we learned from this passage. The enemy identified is the devil. Devil means accuser. Satan means adversary. We have an enemy. We have an adversary. We have someone who's coming against us. That's, that's the enemy. He has a hierarchy of spiritual beings that follow, that, that follow, him through, follow through on what he wants to do, how he wants to take us out. second thing we learn is the enemy is scheming. That word has the idea of a crafty intent to deceive, trickery, or cunning. In other words, he, he doesn't show up and go face-to-face with you. He's, he's tricky. He's cunning. He's deceitful. He can lure you in to his schemes and take you down. So we have to be on guard. We have to watch that. This, <clears throat> this word for struggle, we're in a struggle, and the struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's very clear from this passage. This word is used to describe a wrestling match in the Olympic Games, and it it describes the nature of the battle we're in. It's hand-to-hand combat. It's close in. We can't send a drone in to bomb the enemy because they're right next to us. We'd blow up as well. So this is a hand-to-hand. This is like a wrestling match that we're in. It's, It's something that... It's, it's, some, it's a kind of battle where we have to learn to counter the strategies and schemes of the enemy. What the passage doesn't overtly say, but what you, we can gather as we look at the armor. We're going to look at the different pieces of the armor in the passage, uh, Ephesians 6, during this series. The enemy messes with our hearts. That's the battleground. And when I use the word heart, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, my voice is dry. When I use the, the, the word heart, I use it in the sense that the Bible uses the term heart. It's not an ooey-gooey emotional center, but it's the guidance control center of our lives. It's where we make decisions that determine what we say and do. So it would make sense that you know, the enemy wants to go after headquarters. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they do. They try to find... The, the, the headquarters and take it out. If they take it out, boy, they're, they're down the road toward, toward victory. So the enemy is looking for a way to get a foothold in our life. That's what Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says. Be angry, but do not sin. This is not on the screen or anything. I'm throwing this one in for free. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the devil get a foothold. You see, if you let anger simmer, he gets a foothold. That's what he does. Anger simmers inside, 
Anger starts messing with our guidance control center in our lives, and we make very bad decisions on what we say and do because the anger is just simmering. That's the kind of thing the enemy does. The enemy tries to get a foothold in a crafty, scheming way. Get, he tries to get us to believe things that aren't true. He tries to get us to follow emotions that lead us in wrong directions and allow desires to overtake us that will ruin our lives. Faith or reliance on God is the key to victory. Our strength is found in the Lord, not in ourselves. This is not a battle that we can fight in our own strength at all. We're instructed to be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. If we want to win the battles, we must fight with the strength that God gives in the moment. We have to be building strength as we learn to relate to Him, as we soak in His truth, as it begins to fill our lives. And in the moment, we have to rely on God. We need to use the armor that He's provided. We need to rely on Him. Uh, FYI, we, we don't have to look for a fight. We don't have to go looking for the battle. It will come to us. If you focus on doing God's will and doing God's work, you will find opposition. You will find the battle. My brother-in-law was in Vietnam. He had a major who, I, I won't say his last name, but his first, they used to, they had a nickname for him, Mad Michael, and his last name. Mad Michael. Mad Michael liked to look for a fight. My brother-in-law was a helicopter pilot, and the major, he, who outranked him, would tell him, go find something I can take care of myself. And he would go in, my brother-in-law would drop him in an area where the enemy was, just a small contingent of the enemy. He would wear a white t-shirt, take his sergeant with him, and go in and fight. That's how he got the nickname Mad Michael. <laughs> That's crazy. To go look for a fight on your own. That's what we don't have to do. We shouldn't do. This, this is not, the battle that we're in is not the kind where you go, bring it on, you know. I've got the armor, I've got my weapon. Just bring it on. You know, that's, that's not what we're talking about. We don't go looking for a fight. We, we look for ways, what we focus on is we look for ways to do what God wants us to do. In, in marriage, parenting, uh, career, in, in ministry, and advancing his kingdom in all these ways. We look for doing what God wants us to do, and then as the opposition comes, we battle. We learn how to battle as the enemy comes against us, trying to prevent us and twist us up and distort us and get us off track, distract us from the goal that God has for us. We do that. We, 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 we don't have to look for a fight, and, and we protect ourselves relying on him in the battle because he's given us protective gear against the schemes of the enemy. We, we have protection. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We need to use this armor. We need to become familiar with it. We need to know how to put it on. It does no good if you aren't wearing it. You know, yeah, <clears throat> we tend to think, well, I've read Ephesians 6. I've got that down. Let's go hear something new. No, the, the, the Bible is the kind of thing where you, 
You read it and you try to figure out how to live it. That is never more true than with the armor of God, the God that God's provided for the victory. We have to put it on. We must learn to fight with the armor and the weapons that God has provided. This, this is a spiritual battle that must be won His way. There's no other way to win. Whenever you start fighting your own, in your own strength, in your own way, you're going to lose because the enemy is stronger than us. He's not, he's not stronger than the one whose side we're on as you follow God, as you have God's help. Um, so in this series, we're going to look at the different pieces of the armor and uncover the schemes of the enemy that they're designed to counter. You have to know the enemy if you're going to win a battle. The intelligence corps is a very important part of the army. It's crucial to winning the battles. They're gaining and gathering information all the time about the enemy, who they are, where they are, how they fight, what's their strategy, what are their tactics. We can identify the tactics and the schemes of the enemy so we aren't completely blindsided by his attack. And that's what we're going to try to do. Finally, we, the battle is spiritual. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not a physical battle primarily that we're fighting. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We, we tend to deal with the hassles of life from a purely natural angle. You know, we, we deal with problems and things, and, and we, we only look at them through the four dimensions of space and time. We, we see the enemy as a downturn in the economy. We see the enemy as the person we're having the conflict with, our wife or kids or people at work or whatever it is. When in reality, the real enemy can't be seen in these struggles and in these hassles. If we don't realize this, in the conflicts, there's going to be a wedge driven between us if we don't handle them right. In, in the downturn in the economy, we can begin to, fear can take, take us over, we can make wrong decisions, we can respond wrongly, and it can ruin us rather than make us stronger. God's intent is to make us stronger. God's intent in conflict is not to drive a wedge, but to build a bridge. And, and as we learn to use the armor and allow God to take the pressure and the strain and the, the, the struggle of the fight and use it for good in our lives, boy, we, we can find strength in him and from him. We can, we can build bridges rather than destroy relationships. And God brings the victory. The enemy is trying to supercharge our conflicts, our hassles, our strains, or the pressure that we're facing when God is trying to use them to build us, and he's given us what we need. There's a fifth dimension to every struggle that we face. That fifth dimension has the, the major amount of impact on our lives. There's an enemy who's trying to destroy us in these battles. When you, when you try to grow spiritually or serve to advance God's purpose, as I said, you experience spiritual opposition. Since we have an enemy scheming to take us down, we must put the armor to use. It's up to us. It's there. If you've decided to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, 
You have the armor available to you. But you have to put it to use. Look at Ephesians 6, 13 and 14. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, to stand. So here's the goal. To put on the armor so that when you come under attack, you can remain standing. That's the goal. The reason you want to remain standing is that the, because uh, a fallen soldier cannot advance the cause. A fallen soldier cannot keep moving forward to progress, to accomplish the thing God, God wants to accomplish, to uh, advance his kingdom in the way he wants to advance it. So uh, we put on the armor, and the goal is to keep standing so that we can keep moving forward to do what God wants us to do. The first piece of armor is described in verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Here's a piece of armor that we're talking about today. God's provided the armor, but it's every Christian's responsibility to put it on and learn to use it. Otherwise, you're going to be taken down and possibly taken out. And we will miss God's plan for our lives. We will miss the blessing that he intends that comes with his plan. So from these verses, we learn a couple of things. First of all, some days are going to be harder than others. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, we have evil days. I know you've had an evil day. I know this rings true with you. An evil day is an unusually hard and difficult day when the enemy mounts a violent spiritual assault. I I know you've experienced it. I have. I experience them weekly. I experience opposition every day. In fact, if you're not experiencing an evil day, then you may be going the wrong direction because the enemy isn't going to come against somebody going his direction. So, Uh, We need to consider that. An evil day is when the enemy amounts an assault and we're under tremendous pressure and strain. And even the little things kind of become more than they should be on these days. Sundays can be like that. It's an unusually high percentage of people who get in an argument on the way to worship. Families argue, problems break out. Husbands, wives—they just—it's unusual. Why is that? That's opposition. You're trying to go worship God. There's opposition coming against us. That's a part of this battle. The enemy wants to ramp up the pressure and the strain and the pain in order to get us to stop doing what God wants us to do. In order to get us to focus on something else. All kinds of things go wrong on Sunday mornings before worship. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. It seems, seems like you just come in here, you plug everything in, you set it up, you plug it in, and it should just, you know, it's, it's mechanical equipment. Doesn't it seem like it's just plug and play? 
Many times when the band starts the first song, man, they have been fighting a battle to get to that first song. Everybody, all the teams, the connections team, the sight sound team, the facilities team, we fight battles. We show up at the, the shed. No telling what's gone on at the shed. On, on the most important days, things go haywire. That's, that's attack. That's because what we're trying to do here is important to God's purpose. Whenever you set out to do what God wants you to do, expect opposition. Don't be naive. That's my role as the pastor, is to make sure you understand these things so that you're not naive, so you realize the opposition doesn't mean I lay down. If I lay down, I can't fight very well from that position. There's going to be a sword in my heart pretty soon. So I need to stand and battle and fight when I sense the opposition coming against me. When there are really important things going on that will really help you make progress spiritually or to advance the kingdom, expect opposition. Sometimes people intend to be baptized and there are things that go on keep them from baptism. It's opposition. It's an important moment in a person's life when they're marking uh, visibly the decision they've made in their heart to follow Christ. So you expect it. Don't be naive. In the most important areas of life like marriage and parenting and, and work and ministry, expect opposition. God wants to ruin us. One of the best ways to ruin people is to ruin the relationships in the family. To ruin the relationships between parent and child. And in our, in our country, we, we ignore this dimension. We're starting to pay more attention to it. There's a wave that's coming where I think it's going to be more out front and real and we're going to understand what's going on. But we ignore the real struggle many, many times. Expect opposition when you set out to do what God wants. Second thing we gather, we should be aware of the enemy's schemes. We have to be aware. We, we, we can see by looking at the armor and learning from it, what it's designed to protect, we can determine the schemes. By looking at the armor, what it's designed to protect, we understand the schemes of the enemy. Uh, verse 14 says, stand firm, the first half of it. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The belt, belt of truth is given to battle the enemy's scheme of confusion and doubt. There's a great book on the schemes of the enemy called Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. It, it, I'm listening to it. I've downloaded it on my iPod, and I'm listening to it right now. It's great. He, he, it's very creative because it's, 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 a, it's a set of letters that a senior demon wrote to his junior demon, to Uncle, Uncle Screwtape, wrote them to his nephew, Wormwood. And great names, really, aren't they? <laughs> but anyway, he wrote these letters, and you have to read them backwards because in the letters, they're talking about their enemy who is God. So you, you got to get into the, the scene a little bit. But boy, there's some real insight that C.S. Lewis has in these letters. In, in the first letter, Screwtape encourages his protege, to Wormwood, to avoid argument. 
Don't get into arguments with your, he calls them your client, with your patient. Don't get in an argument because that's the enemy's territory. Whenever you look at logic and argument, God wins. Because the, the Bible, Christianity, really does make the most sense. So this, this senior demon is telling the junior demon, avoid argument and focus on jargon and propaganda. That's, that's our territory. That, that's, that's what you know, we're really good at. This is specifically what he says. Your man has been accustomed ever since he was a boy to having a dozen incompatible philosophies dancing about together inside his head. Jargon, not argument, is your best ally in keeping him from the church. Later in the letter he says, Do remember that you are there to... Fuddle him. I like that word, fuddle. It means to confuse. That's what the enemy does. When we have the right intentions, when we believe the right things, when we set our heart on doing what God wants, he tries to confuse. He tries to fuddle us. The belt of truth holds all the other armor in place. You have to have it on. You have to have it firmly around your you so that the sword would be in the right place, so that the breastplate stays where it should. It, it's the thing that straps everything together. It's crucial piece of the armor. The battle takes place in our heart as the enemy attacks our thoughts and desires and emotions. God's truth is the protection against this scheme of confusion. It's his truth that's going to win the battles. The enemy knows that if he can help us just compromise a little bit on the truth, let a small lie or an angry thought or hurt against God continue unchallenged. If he can get us to do that, then he can eventually take us down. So that's one of his strategies. We use the belt of truth to keep checking the truth of what you think, say, and do, and, and of your emotions and your desires. We can't just let our hearts go. We can't just let our minds go. We have to keep reining them in and checking them against the truth of the Scripture. That's why it's so important to soak in the Bible. And allow God's word to just become a part of who you are. It keeps us focused on the truth of what God says and how life works. Here's how to stand your ground when confused. For me, scripture memory is invaluable. I get up in the morning. Sometimes I'm in, let's call it the morning fog. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in this fog and sometimes it's gloomy for no apparent reason. I just feel gloom and I'm in the fog. And I start thinking about the day, and there's just some negative thoughts. This is not what God intends. Reviewing Scripture memory can focus my mind on the truth and bring me out of it. Sometimes I just feel like, oh, I, you get up in the morning, I get up in the morning sometimes and just feel like um, I'm, I'm in for it that day. You, know, you don't want to be in for it. When you're in for it, you're in for trouble. And I get up sometimes, and then, then 
Scripture really helps. Deuteronomy 5.29. Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to keep all my commands always. To fear me and keep all my commands always. That it might go well with them. God wants it to go well with us. He doesn't want it to go poorly. We're not in for it in terms of uh, God's mindset. Um, just, just when, when I can feel the tug to go the wrong way with my thoughts or let my anger run or my disappointment fester, praying and then responding with an appropriate scripture really helps. The enemy's schemes are embedded in all of our struggles. They're there. The belt of truth is key to victory. Don't compromise in your mind. Keep the belt of truth tight. And, and first of all, capture your thoughts. We're to capture them, not to just let them go. 2 Corinthians 10. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Not every thought you have originates from you. Satan is demonic helpers. They can help you by introducing lies into your mind to confuse you, to confuse what is true and what is real. They don't sound so wrong. They actually can feel justified. One of those lies we can buy into is, you know, I just deserve better than that. They shouldn't have said that. I just deserve better. They shouldn't treat me that way. I just deserve better than that. Or, uh, as, as that grows up, as the enemy supercharges that thought, the truth is you may have deserved better in that particular instance, but if you don't switch your trust to God rather than the people who are mistreating you, that can fester and over time becomes a massive sense of entitlement that ruins all of your relationships. Well, yeah, you, you may have deserved better there, but you need to get over it. Because if you don't, if you don't trust God who will give you what's good, then that will blow up on you. That will ruin your life. If you let it run, then you begin to develop a sense of entitlement that ruins you, your family, your career, your ministry, your entire life. You cannot literally blow up a thought. You can't shoot a thought. You know, that's, that, but, but you can redirect your mind to focus on God's truth. When I, when I sense this building, I'll ask for help. God, please help me deal with this. Help, help me stop this. Would you give me the help that you provide? And then I'll come up with a scripture that helps me redirect my thought. Matthew 10, 44 and 45. But it showed Jesus is describing how, how, who's going to be the, the leaders in his kingdom. He says, um, whoever wants to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So it's crucial for us to get into the Bible and let it rewire our minds and to set our hearts on the things that really matter to God. So identify the thought, ask for help. And apply God's truth. That's, that's a pattern that we need to become familiar with. Identify the thought. Don't just let it run. Don't just own it. Don't own it. Reject it. Identify it. Pray, ask for help, and apply God's truth. 
Another key to winning the battle is to make sure you don't cave into your emotions. The enemy uses emotions to twist us up and confuse us. They attack our guidance system. Use the belt of truth to clear confusion. One of the, 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 the passages that has really helped me is Psalm 42.5. Why are you in despair, O oh my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Depression can paralyze, and, and normal depression, we, we all get down sometimes. That's normal. The way to deal with normal pre- depression is to do something. <laughs> to do what you're putting off. Take the first step to make progress toward the right goal. But when you get down, boy, you can wallow in it, and you aren't even taking any steps. Take the step and know that God will be there to help you. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. As you take the steps, God's there. He, he, he brings the help that you need. The belt of truth is the weapon to use when we're dealing with confusion. Verses, another verse that's really helped me with this is Lamentations 3, 21-24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. We're going to receive our offering in a few moments. Probably more more than a moment, but a few minutes. We're going to take our offering. I'd like to ask you, if you would, to, to stop and think through what you want to take away from this message. We're going to look at some next steps that you could take uh, to apply the truth of the Bible to your life. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the message. And there are some next steps at the bottom of your listening guide that's in your program. There's some next steps. On the back of the connection card this week, they're last week's next steps. So we're going to have to do a little mental uh, jog and ignore what's on that card and scratch through it and write down what, what the ones that you want to do. If you'd like to put them in the offering, then you can just, just quickly jot down what you intend to do. My next step today is to memorize Ephesians 6.11, to remember that the real battle is against the enemy and his schemes. Another step would be to read Ephesians 6.10-12 through 12 every day this week, just to remind you, to remind yourself, and he began to soak in the fact that the, the battle is not physical primarily. It's not natural, although those, those factors are there. It's the core of the battle is spiritual, so the spiritual nature. And then another step, pray every day and ask God to strengthen you for the fight. Ask for help. Ask him to teach you how to use the armor. Find somebody who uses it and ask them for help. And, and get, get the help you need. And then finally, identify one current battle that you're dealing with. A thought or a desire or an emotion that you're struggling with. That's taking you out or down or that is challenging you or trying to, the, the enemy's trying to use it to distract you. Identify one current battle and apply God's truth to that. Ask God for help with it. Apply his truth to it. If you need help finding the truth, then ask. Ask somebody who's more mature than you in their walk with the Lord and apply the truth of God's Word. Tighten the belt. Tighten the belt of truth and use the armor God's provided. Let's pray. Father, we 
come to you. We thank you for the victory that was won on the cross by the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and God, um, we would really rather have it much easier than it is. But the fact of the matter is, you, you've allowed things to continue for our good. The battle continues. People are born who don't know you yet. And you want them to come to know you. You want us all to know you and to walk with you and to find your blessing. So, Lord, in between the victory you won on the cross and heaven, we were in this battle. Use us, Father. Use those of us who are following you to bring honor and glory to you. Teach us to use your armor. Help us learn to put it on and to bring honor to you as we live our lives and advance your kingdom through that. We ask for your help in this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.